Hello everyone, I am Brennan Sahajan and I attend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met. And I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My guest on the podcast today is my first redo. I interviewed him and because of my recording ignorance, ruined the entire audio, so I had to do it again. Both times were very enjoyable, and I'm glad all of you can hear this one. He is a wine rep for the Manitou Tap House and has been a friend of the Tap House family for many years. I love his outlook on life and how he is very thoughtful in all he says. It is my pleasure to introduce Mike Scott. So, anyway. <coughs> anyway, I'll clear my throat. Anyway, Cheers. Drinking Syrah. Yeah. So, so the guy who owns Trust mm-hmm. used to be a newscaster for CNN. And about 10 years ago, he decided that um, all of that was, you not know, just it. not worth it. Um, and so he was thinking about what to do next. And so... And so he did some, I mean, he'd been making wine at home. Um, yeah. And so he thought, well, you know, let's just do it. Let's just go and make wine. And, he, and the most exciting place in the U.S. <clears throat> that he thought at the time was sort of was Walla Walla? Washington State, Walla Walla. Hey, right so he upped his family and uh, said, you know, you just got to trust your dream. And... Uh, I love his wines. There's such a sort of gracefulness to them that I like very much. Okay. Grace. And Syrah. Well, Mike, thank you mm-hmm. um, for your time to do this for the second time. Yes. Uh, you... Maybe we can get it right yeah, this time. Yeah, we can. Um, so uh, let's dive in, huh? Yes. Well, I recorded that whole thing anyway. So right. it was an advertisement for trust. <laughs> uh, so you have heard the questions before. Yes, but... Let's see if you remember. Uh, I don't. I've had some drinks since then, so... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one, who are you and what led you to be that person? So this is a question that I have thought of because um, that is a profound question to which... You know, as, I mean, on one existential level, I mean, we are mm-hmm. just this conglomeration of, of, of nerve systems and giblets and, you know, things like that. But, sure. but, but there is, there is more to being than that. And this is you know, what science and philosophy has been trying to come to terms with um, ever since we've... Um, Learned to think. ...been conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so who am I? Um, there's, there's the me that I believe I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's... Is that the me that I believe you are? No. Oh. It's totally different. I know. Yeah. Um, and so, and so anyway, um, I am the end result of, um, the life that has led me here. Um, and so here I sit in front of you as, um, a man who, um, has tried to adapt to whatever life has pushed his way. Um, and, um, it, here I, here I sit, you know, in my 68th year, um, finally at peace with who I am. I like who I am, um, through most of my life, mm-hmm. um, I've always felt that, um, I should be, ought to be better. Um, and I suppose I, you know, I still do. I think that's part of um, um, being um, a thinking, thoughtful person. But um, 
there have been times in my life when I've not been thoughtful, when I've been um, selfish and, and vain. Um, mm -hmm. And, and um, I did not like myself then. Um, but now I've come to the point in my life where I do. I'm, I'm comfortable within my own skin. Um, so and, I have 26 years is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah. It takes a while, but you know, here I am. Um, and so, um, the, the underlying part of the question, I think is how do I define myself? Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, I think one defines oneself um, partly by what we do um, as a job, um, but also what we do to function within life. How do we um, how do we present ourselves to everyone else, whether they're friends, family? Um, uh, the people at the gro at the grocery store, yeah. um, um, and uh, we are different things to different people. Um, but I would like to think that there is um, a common thread that runs through all of those relationships that that um, in many ways define who I am not only to myself but to others and I would like to think that um, it is that um, I listen and I'm compassionate and those are two things that um, um, I pride myself on um, I was li I was listening to um, an interview on the radio this morning and uh, this guy was was asked about his humility mm -hmm. and he said as soon as you claim that you are humble you are not um, because you've claimed it and so you've yeah. taken pride in being humble and you can't do that yeah. and so and so um, I guess, you know, all the things that I've just said, you know, maybe, um, you know, sort of self-satisfaction, but, um, I don't see anything wrong with being satisfied with yourself. Oh, I don't either. Hmm. All right. I, I, I love your, I love that answer. I think it's very thoughtful. Um, but you didn't answer what? led you to be that person um all the mistakes that i made along the way um there's um a quote from martin luther king jr that said um and i'm probably going to misremember this and so people will have to correct me at some point but he said um i know i am not the best man that I could be, but I thank God I'm not the man that I once was. And I love it. And um, yes, um, I have become the product of all the mistakes that I've made along the way, and have consciously deconstructed myself and reconstructed myself in order not to be that man anymore because mm -hmm. I want to live with me comfortably. Yeah. I can't agree with that anymore wholeheartedly. That is truly the way that I um, am trying to live my life right now. Would you like a fudge? <laughs> you know, I've been asked that by many people. <laughs> And it's led to a lot of fights. Oh. Just because I have this cute accent, they think that I I might like some fudge. 
I don't think your accent's good. <laughs> I just think this fudge Excellent. is really good in my... Okay, well, let's eat some fudge because my, I yeah. think it'll go so well with this Syrah. Syrah, that don't you? That is actually why I wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, we are finishing the bottle. Yeah, well, there was just left over from today's samples. So that's the nice thing about my job. I mean, you know, everybody's pleased to see you when you're a plumber because, you know, oftentimes. Peanut brittle in it. When too. you're. A, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you told me that, though, just in case they were crunchy bits and i thought what are these crunchy bits yeah it's, you know, it's very smooth otherwise was he was he clipping his fingernails yeah, while he yeah. made this yeah but when a plumber shows up everybody's pleased to see the plumber because he's going to unplug the toilet or Whatever. something but you see people are pleased to see me because i show up with drinks i know yeah i understand on some level yeah <laughs> I mean, I don't show up. People show up and they're pleased to see me because I'm serving them drinks. See? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. Um, mm, gosh, this mm. is, it's really good. And it works with, really well with Chirac. Does it? Mm. <laughs> uh, I mm -hmm. love that Martin Luther King quote. Um, and, yeah, you might have, you know, no one ever gets Bugged it up right. a bit, but yeah. no. Um, okay, well then. The next question is, what led, or no, you answered what led yes. you to get, where does your inspiration come from? Wine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think inspiration, I think, if you're paying attention, doesn't come from um, a small number of sources. I think that inspiration comes from a myriad of sources. Um, and... Throughout my life, I've been blessed with um, people surrounding me who have been generous of themselves, um, generous in spirit. Okay. Um, my dad, for instance, I think was a tremendous man. Um, um, and how tremendous he was, I didn't realize <clears throat> until I was 24 years old. Hmm. And um, problem was, he died when I was 24 years old. Oh. And I never told him that I loved him. And that was perhaps a good thing because he wouldn't have known what to do with that knowledge, I think. Hmm. Um, and why is that? Because in my family we didn't we didn't express <laughs> that. Um, it was that, just is that understood. Kind of a thing, it might be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just understood. Um, I've <laughs> and and that's and that's a British thing that. That, that I've not continued with my own children. I do tell them that all the time. With my son, Andrew, that sort of unnerves him a bit. But, but, um, but it um, won't later. But it won't later, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so anyway, I took a lot of inspiration from him. I took tremendous inspiration from my, bro from my brother, Ray. I mean, there's stories that I could tell you about him that you know maybe we'll get into maybe we won't um but all of them seem to be pointing me towards the realization that we don't inhabit this world alone and we we only take out of this world what we invest in it and um, the measure you give is the measure you get back. Right. And so I, I think, you know, again, all of these lessons that I was being taught when I was younger and I thought inattentive um, haven't really come to fruition until much later 
in my life. But um, I guess the point that I'm making is that even though at the time I didn't give them any mind, um, they've always sat at the back of my mind um, and um, sort of, you know, fermented and grew there. And, and, and these lessons that I learned and didn't pay any mind to in my teenage years and my twenties <clears throat> and thirties um, came to show themselves later mm -hmm. for me. I very much relate, actually, because I could say the same thing about myself. I like that, unless you want to talk about more of the myriad. Mm -mm. No, let's not. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Jason already told me how to answer all these questions. Oh, Jason did. Yeah, he did. Well. Just say, no, I don't know. <clears throat> let's move on. <laughs> I... I do not remember him <laughs> acting that way at all. Like yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot, Jason. <laughs> um, well, what is worth dying for? Or does any cause hold weight anymore that is <clears throat> worthy of dying for? When we did this last time, we both agreed this is a very difficult question to answer. Um, well, and is, I think there is that, the obligatory answer. Yes, and I think it's the it, it's the truest one. I mean, certainly for me, the only thing worth dying for would be my children. Everybody else, you know, like your cat, like my cat. There's times and when I would off. kill my cat. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you know, certainly if if you know, I'm given the choice between me or any of my children, then certainly, you know, no quite, no question. It's sure. me. Um, but anything else, you know... You don't have a friend that you would take a bullet for? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, no, 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 I don't. I honestly don't, because I think that um, I wouldn't expect them to take one for me either. Because I think that life is precious to us all. And I think that, you know, if you if you analyze the dying for, for your children thing, I mean, I think that, you know, you could make the argument that part of that is selfishness. Because, you know, I wouldn't want to carry around the guilt of, of that thing. That is interesting. And, and it would be easier and simpler just to have my life end rather than to witness or be responsible for their life ending. Yeah. Um, whereas I think that, you know, the life force is strong enough within all of us that we would, all of us, have great pause. I mean, you know, here we sit on Veterans Day and I shouldn't be speaking like this on... Veterans Day, because there had there have been thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have died for causes that they felt noble enough that they were willing to die for. I mean, certainly within within those thousands of people, there was always too a lot of conscriptions that 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 people had to go to war and and they didn't really want to be there um but they died nonetheless and and i don't mean to demean or diminish what they did because what they did was beyond my imagination for those of them who didn't have a choice, I share in their tragedy. And for those who did have a choice and did it anywhere and or any way, I am in awe of their bravery. Wow. I didn't even I didn't remember that it was Veterans Day. <laughs> um, but maybe I should. Yeah, shame on me. I know. I 
Yeah. And just very anti-war and military and all. Any thinking person should be. <clears throat> yeah. But, what I mean, what you're saying is very true. I, I wish that I had... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I can't say that. But I agree that um, those that have died for Veterans Day um, sake, like the, I, their honor is amazing and admirable. That's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, I'm totally with you though. And that's why I wrote the question like that because it's hard to uh, think that there is something worthy of really dying for besides like your children or someone that you love like that mm. Mm. definitely not you cat no he's an annoying no. cat <laughs> especially when it's raining well um well do you feel in control of your life and uh if not, what holds you down? Um, I've never felt in control of my life. But Why is that? I've never felt that that has kept me down. <laughs> I've never really believed in control as a concept. Um, I think that it's... Where did that come I from? I think it's an illusion. Um, because... You're right, but where did this come from? How? Because that's not the common belief. Like where? <laughs> well, how did you? How did you figure that out? <laughs> to be in control of your life would suggest that you're in control of all of the things that surround you, be they people or random things like meteorites. I mean. Yeah. Um, it has always seemed to me that control or the illusion of control leads to rigidity. Um, hmm. and, and that is not conducive in my mind to a life well lived. Um, a life well lived, in my opinion, is one in which you sit atop the the cart that is your life hurtling downhill um, and and sort of roll with it and enjoy enjoy the journey rather than trying to steer that journey because even while you're trying to steer it that vehicle is still going in the direction that it inevitably will go to. So um, I'm all about accepting what <laughs> life gives me and then reevaluating where I am within the new circumstances. Well, I don't think that that's, um, that does not come from your culture. <laughs> um, I mean, the sun never sets. And on the British Empire, yeah. and unless it asks permission first. Well, I yeah. mean, that's that, that is like absolutely that. The yeah, British I know, but is in control of everything around it. But I've and never, I've never, I've never subscribed to the British Empire. I think that, gosh, you know, the British history has a lot to be responsible for. I mean, <laughs> it has caused so many problems globally um, that, uh, yeah. I'm, How bizarre. Yes. Little old island. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think your answer about accepting things is... Um, I mean, it's essentially what I, in the profession that I'm in right now, I, at the hospital, am constantly trying to 
get that word out and what that means. And your whole, the cart rolling downhill is so, it is like, I've never heard that before. And that is one of the best analogies that I've ever heard about life. Where'd you get that? <laughs> I don't know. I just make these things up. Did you really? Yeah. You didn't hear that so No. That's um, incredible. I think it's, I mean, what it, what it triggered in my mind is not the best thing, but what, like, it means is is so profound and acceptance is like the one word that I wish could be driven into every child's brain from the moment that they can understand the word mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because I think it's the root of so many problems on so many levels is people not being able to accept something and like being on this cart rolling downhill mm -hmm just hang on and right you have to take what comes at you i mean that is like that is so awesome and yeah, you know that is an amazing answer that i think the best answer that i've heard <laughs> in any of my interviews because i think you know you know part of the i think you know over my shoulder you will see my tv yeah and tv has been responsible for so much unhappiness in life as well as so much entertainment but but it shows a skewed approach to life because because there are writers who control that storyline we have no writers it's all very random and, and you see Brendan I like that randomness. I do. I, 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 I like the idea that, yes, shit happens. Um, you like and the idea, but what about when it happens? When like, it happens, you don't like it. there's shit that happens that I wish hadn't. But the fact is <coughs> that it has happened. Um, and so, you know, I can either rail against it or accept that it has happened and deal with it from that point on. I find it interesting that in what you're saying <clears throat> um, that you you don't think that any of the stuff that has happened that you accept, you accept has actually held you down in any way. So you've just always dodged, weave, parry. And... No, I don't think so. I don't... Uh, uh, no, because I think... <clears throat> I think, <laughs> to use another analogy then, I mean, you know, when shit happens, use that shit as fertilizer. Because, yeah, there are, there are many things in my life that I should have done better. Mm -hmm. Things that I regret, and I've paid the price for, for those missteps and misbehaviors but no i don't think it's held me down because it has helped me evolve into the person that i am now yeah i mean that is 100 percent correct i uh, that's that's a good answer what is what are we drinking here have an a now oh okay yeah <clears throat> and it's a year older yeah as you would expect yep that's Wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Cabernet, you'd I, expect it to be in the oak for a bit longer than the Syrah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, that, that's just information that I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, why is that? Because Cabernet has more, has more fruit tannin to it, mm -hmm. and so it needs the extra oak age to soften out that fruit tannin. Oh. That is probably why the wines that I would say that I don't like often are cab sauce. Mm -hmm. Because of the tannins are a little much for me. Yeah. I'm a sissy in the wine world. Well, not just in the <clears throat> wine world. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you laid yourself open for that. Yeah. Wow, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. But that is lovely. But you see, mm. his wines, his wines are so pretty. And, you know, prettiness is, I think, a much overlooked 
um, part of life that we tend to we tend to trivialize prettiness, and yet you yeah. know it's 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 a very important part of of the world. I mean, it's like we live in a society where we feel that prettiness and seriousness cannot go together, mm-hmm. and yet why shouldn't they? I mean, it doesn't mean that just because you're ugly, you're smart. We don't we don't say that, but we do say that if you're pretty or handsome, then you can't then you can't be serious. And I don't know why that is. I, I don't know either, but I I find it interesting that we were just talking about wine and <laughs> and there we get into prettiness. So yeah, I know. So you see. So you see, this Cabernet, I think, is a very pretty Cabernet. And so I think that many people would taste this and say, well, it's too pretty to be a really serious Cabernet. And I guess what I'm saying is I don't see I don't why, see the, why the one thing They're leads to the other. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <clears throat> because you know that that you know when there are people that you and I have as mutual friends that mm-hmm. feel that you know a red wine has to be big and robust and hugely extracted and this and that and the other thing and all of those things as you know because you know me wear me out mm. i mean you know that's why you don't I like, like barrister. Yeah, it is because God, they're <clears throat> over extracted, over oaked, over alcoholic, and so and so they're too much of everything. Yeah, I mean, I would, for want of a better term, I would rather be seduced than molested, and it feels to me <laughs> hey, that, me too. <laughs> that barrister wines molest my palate. Oh, wow. Oh, God. And then Greg Lipsker's going to listen to this and... Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> right. People can have their opinions. Yeah, I know, but they shouldn't state them quite that bluntly. Uh, he probably won't listen to this. Mm. But I can edit it out if you'd like me to. <laughs> um, well, well, our friend Kia note. will hear it and she'll be offended. Oh, she will. Yeah, yeah. but I can deal with that. She'll get over it. Um... Uh, the next question. Mm-hmm. What, if, have you, have you done that's truly wrong? Or can something be truly wrong? That, I think, is probably the most difficult question to answer. Especially the last part, unless you go to the obvious, you know, I mean, the Holocaust, that was truly wrong. Sure. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine anything wronger than that. So, so I suppose, you know, I'll leave that part of the question there. Um, have I ever done anything that I consider to be wrong? Yes, I think it would be hard to live life um, into adulthood and and not think of the things that you've done that were wrong. So yes, that's it. Do you that's think my that, answer. Do you think that that could be a cultural thing, though? Because I, I definitely believe that there's um, thoughts from different places in the world where the things that happen are supposed to happen, regardless of any sort of a moral scale or anything like it doesn't it isn't judged in that way things just happen and like you're saying with the whole cart going downhill um who's to say that the thing that you did or believe was wrong was wrong you know mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it's it's been a, a philosophical question for ever and mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't know i mean I think it's just really easy for us to say, yeah, definitely I've done something wrong. Like, I should never have put a cat in the microwave. Right. Like, but, I don't know, was that wrong? I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, you have a cat, but I'm sure you probably wanted to put your cat in the microwave now and again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that's a good point, because I think that 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 brings another layer to that question, because it's saying, well, you know, there's the there's the deed that society may deem wrong. Mm hmm. And that may not necessarily be the same as what <clears throat> the little judge sitting in your head deems is wrong. Yeah. And so I think that the more profound of those two is, is the way we judge ourselves. Because, you know, if, if, if what I do or what you do... Mm -hmm. um, and you feel, you know, is not a big deal, um, but society deems that it's against the law. I mean, you know, the ten the tendency is to sort of shrug that off, stick your finger up and say, well, you know, that's stupid. That should not be wrong. Right. But but those those judgments that we set upon ourselves um, are more specific and therefore go deeper because they're the ones that we that we deal with um when we're laying in our bed late at night you know those sure. are the ones that we think about you know that i shouldn't have done that that was really wrong it just makes me think about the other things that you said prior to this mm -hmm. that um i mean you you said all of the things that you've done in your life have led you to the mm -hmm. person that you are, but... Um, Doesn't mean to say that I've not done things that were wrong. And so you truly... So I recognize that, that they were things. wrong, but, oh, okay. but, but I, have, I have, I think, in my opinion, again, to use the phrase that I like to use, I've deconstructed myself and reconstructed myself and evolved from what I learned from those wrong acts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, again, even from shit, things can grow. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we just have this uh, definition of what we think shit is mm -hmm. and that we look at it in a negative light when, in right. fact, it... Really yeah, I suppose, I suppose, you know, when you think about it, there's, there's a sort of um, really wibbly-wobbly line between what we think was wrong and what we regret. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's and are they the same thing? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a very squishy line right there. Well, and even thinking about things that you may regret, um, that definitely does. I, I still don't think that, that that can be like weighed or measured in a way that necessarily may be right or wrong at all. I mean, we just have our inclination because of whatever that we regret that thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate mm -hmm. I, I mean i i totally think things are wrong but mm -hmm. <clears throat> but i don't know i i sometimes and as of late um just like some studying that i'm doing and trying to change my perception of things um i often think that because of my own ego i believe those things are wrong because I have this natural tendency to think that I am in a struggle against others for some kind of limited resource or something that we both have to either attack or defend. And I, and that's just because I'm tricking myself in my own head. <clears throat> and in fact, whatever happens, happens. And, it, and it, it's not necessarily good or bad or right or wrong in some ways. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I understand that that's like really 
it's a very, uh, I don't, I can't remember the philosophy term about it, like, fatalistic or deterministic, I don't know, one of those, mm. but, um, I, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately, mm. and, and, and thinking that my belief in right and wrong and good and bad is most definitely skewed, and I don't know, like, what the reality is, but the way that I think about things, I think, is not right. <laughs> <laughs> By whose standards, though? I, well, I know, I yeah. know, and that's, yeah. that's and the I whole think, thing. You know, I think the thing is that, you know, we we sort of... I mean, we live within our own skin. Yeah, I think... I think honestly that you know it's it's the most important part is how we judge ourselves now I think we can judge ourselves and we can even judge ourselves harshly but I think that it's also just as important that we forgive ourselves for what we have done I think more so yeah it's more important I mean it's 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 important to recognize when when you do something that you deem is wrong. But yes, I think, you know, having having recognized that and then done whatever atonement you feel personally that you need to do, there's time to forgive yourself and move on. I find it very interesting that you use a lot of the same terminology of things that I'm like reading about. <laughs> um, but, and I don't even know why I went off on a tangent on that. I just find it really interesting. Um, <clears throat> anyway, well, here's the. Now, this, I don't know. I think that you have a great answer for this, too. What's your opinion about the natural hierarchical order in reference to humanity? Um the simple answer would be that that I hate any sort of hierarchy hmm. um, um, I think how so how so I I to me within the society that we live right mm-hmm. now um, <clears throat> there seems to be a veneration for people who make money for other people. Um, And so, you know, there's a veneration for, um, you know, software engineers who work at Google. You know, we, 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 we feel that, you know, they're worth far more money than um, the guy who's, you know, picking up the garbage, blowing leaves in, Manito Park to keep that looking really nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or, or even you know the plumbers who keep the um, Amazon campus flowing. You know we will we're quite happy to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to somebody who can who can who can Love write some toilet. computer code, but. <laughs> You know, we don't want to pay more than $25 an hour for the guy to keep the toilets working. But but I think that, you know, they to me, in an ideal society, there would be great value in both. Because without the software engineer, likely, the plumber wouldn't have a job. But... If the plumber wasn't doing his job, then the software engineer couldn't flush their shit away. Yeah. And 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 so I think you know, there's there's all these levels that that we seem to have artificially put in place. Yeah. I mean, is yes. Not like... And and you know, we again, as a society, put no value on artistic endeavors. We think, you know, if somebody can do this painting, well, how difficult could that be? Um, Well, for a start, you have to think of how to do it. 
um, to have the inspiration to do it. And so why do we not value artists as much as we value neurosurgeons or people who are mining for bitcoins i mean you know i i have yeah. no idea um it, but but we live in a society that is governed by money um and um hierarchy as we know it is based upon that yeah um we we tend to value somebody's worth in dollars rather than somebody's worth in the value that they bring to other people's lives so i hate hierarchy yeah because i can't <clears throat> spell it i don't think <laughs> Well, I certainly couldn't use it in Scrabble because I know because I couldn't spell it. Yeah, well, and it wouldn't be worth anything because there's all those vowels. Touche. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't you think that that's a kind of like why there's such a and always has been such a. <clears throat> intrigue about like post-apocalyptic things and dystopian worlds and stuff because it's like it's showing when this hierarchy falls apart mm -hmm. and then who can survive and who can you know and then it, it it seems like there's this fantasy and um almost a hope for humanity to have a chance to start again at zero just to see if we can come up with a better mm -hmm. plan or answer or something mm -hmm. um and i mean thinking about <clears throat> and i was just thinking i i was just talking to a, a patient at the hospital about this um and they were taught they they said something that was just absurd that was a very teenage thing to say like i don't see why i have to know anything that i can just google and find out in two seconds that's what they said. Right. And it's like, and, and I think that it, it, it kind of fits into like what you're talking about, where people that, <clears throat> like these Bitcoin miners, whatever the hell that means. Right. Like this fictional thing that we have for some reason said it has value. Right. Um, <clears throat> but if there's ever like an electromagnetic meltdown somewhere none of that stuff exists right right and so suddenly this level of higher all of these software engineers are in like the dmz right they don't know how to do anything mm -hmm. and then there's these farmers that have been shat upon that know how to do everything that they're going to be dependent on it's such a weird it's like this it's like this really bad joke that just is ongoing, you know? And um, I see what you're saying. And, but, I, but I also think that when I, in the way that I have worded this, the natural hierarchy, I don't think that all of, this, all of these people that know how to do technological things, I don't think that's part of natural hierarchy. I think that, I think more so like that the farmers and the hunters those are the people really with the power that in that I think is like where real hierarchical order exists. But sadly, because we're, we place so much value on monetary things, we have shifted that belief to something mm -hmm. that doesn't even really exist. Money. Right. It's right. like doesn't exist. That right. is really weird for me to think about. No, but I mean, if you, <clears throat> if you think about it, I mean, what are the most enduring things that humanity has ever done? It's always art. It's, you know, daubings on a cave wall, you know, a hundred thousand years ago that still speak to us now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't care about what seashells they traded or, or whatever they did to to you know 
make a living back then. But of course, back then, the only thing that they did was noble stuff to go out and, you know, kill an animal or, 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 or you know, reap the wild grasses for grain and, mm -hmm. you know, things like, things like that. I mean, but, but, but then, you know, other than maybe having a tribal shaman, um, everybody was equal. Everybody would bring something to the tribe and everybody was valued equally because they were part of that tribe. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we've sort of, you know, over the millennia, we've moved away from that to where we don't value people equally. And I think that's, that's the shame of where we are as a society. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, on that note, I mean, that's, there's only the one question left. Do you remember the last question? It had something to do with what song? Yes. What is your theme song? And it would, it would, it would still go back to the Joe Jackson song. You can't always, or you can't get what you want until you know what you want. I still haven't heard it. I know, and you <laughs> should, because, because as I told you before, the guitar break halfway through that song is worth the whole song. You can't get what you want until you know what you want. Yes. Okay. Man, I need to text myself that so that I can look it up. Well, we could always ask Alexa. All right. We should do that after we close right. here. Excellent. Um, that was it. Good. Um, thank you very much once again. Thank you for the wonderful wine. My pleasure.